0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet,
1: sweet slumber
0: to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ali's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com.
1: What is up, folks? Welcome to this very special bonus episode. A bonus episode? Yeah. I'm starting to do those occasionally. And this one is definitely not because this was supposed to come out like six months ago and then I released it as a patron exclusive and then... Totally forgot about it because I have a dumb brain. Okay, all right, that's exactly what happened. Fine, I admit it. But that's all the more reason you should be looking at the Patreon because there is all kinds of juicy behind-the-scenes stuff like this episode. So if more is what you need, please slide over to patreon.com slash tone mob and for five bucks a month, you can get extra episodes beamed directly to your ears every week. And there is also the option to Become a premium subscriber in Apple Podcasts if that is more your flavor. Same price, same bonus content, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And if not, no sweat, just enjoy this one on the house. And massive apologies to my dude Cohen for letting this sit in the banks for so long. I totally didn't mean to do that. But better late than never, and it's a great conversation. He's a great, insightful, creative dude, and I really enjoy talking with him. A lot of this episode just pertains to creativity and making stuff in general, and I think it can apply to any number of different pursuits. So I hope you enjoy this one. Let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. And today, this is uh, probably not going to be one of those sometimes because I have my friend, Cohen Hartman, who has came on the show before. And if you're not familiar with him, you can go back and check that episode out. And uh, you just type in Cohen Hartman Tone Mob into whatever search thing that you want to use. And I'm sure it will pop right up. Uh, just go back and listen to that for his background. But today we got to talking on and offline um, about just creative processes in general. And, you know, I've started to come into my own as just a general creator this year in a, in a way I didn't really expect. And we both have had a lot of conversations with other creatives uh, and we thought, You know, it might be good to record some of this and get it out there instead of just keeping it to ourselves. So he's got some topics. They're kind of general, but it's all focused around creating music specifically. But I think a lot of this will apply to whatever medium. So there's the longest intro in the world. What's
0: going on, man? Hey, good morning. afternoon.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't screw any of that up. I usually have to record my regular intros like two or three times before I'm like, "Well, I said flubber. Why did I say flubber?" You know, I no, like
0: you're I, you are the one take wonder. That's like
1: I used to be. I used to be able to go into studios and just do like vocal takes right, right away, and then just like, "All right, I'm done." And i and I completely lost that ability. A hundred, like I, it's all gone.
0: I have n- I have none of that anymore. <laughs> That's okay. all of our all of our favorite artists, uh except for Queen. They were perfect. They 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 never they never did a second take. Never ever never ever never. There's no way Prince ever did a second take. Not a chance. No, not that good <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's it going? Good, dude. I'm glad to have you back on. I really enjoy talking to you, and I'm glad we're we're doing it again. But you know, I guess you could probably just start off. Like I said, you've got a list of topics let's start from the yeah. top and, and just work our way through and see what happens.
0: Well, I would like to, I'd like to kick this off with um, sort of a, uh, not really a, a eulogy of sorts, but uh, a, a close friend of mine passed away this weekend and he was a prolific songwriter himself. And uh, I think that's actually what spurned a lot of, thinking, um, this week. And, uh, I was thinking about just the process of creation and, and people that are obsessive songwriters like he was. Um, and he passed away relatively young at age 32. His name was Matt. And, uh, he probably had well over 300, 400 songs recorded under his belt. Um, and I would know because I recorded a lot of them Uh, Um, him and I had this relationship where we met maybe 12 years ago and I was running a recording studio for a living and it was like, you know, nothing. I mean, it was in a cool building and I had a cool setup, but you know, I think we talked about this briefly last time at at that point in time, I was just recording with, you know, experience, uh, I hadn't like, you know, gone to school for recording. So I was recording bands for like a hundred dollars a song. And this guy came in and he probably recorded 50 songs over like, I don't know, a year. And then I went my other way and. He went his other way and his band continue to, to go on. But this guy's legacy is his music. Um, you know, it it's it's what he left behind. It's all he did. He was a man of very little means. And we could probably talk about him on another episode because he's really kind of a character uh, that was larger than life in, in the music scene here in the city that I'm in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, not far from New Orleans. Um, but he was, he was like a punk artist, okay? So this guy wrote like brutal thrashing punk songs almost on the verge of hardcore um and so it's weird because you know not a lot of people can appreciate a songwriter that like all they do is scream you know (laughs) Uh, all all they all, all they have is very very angry lyrics but then here i am and i have this weird relationship with him where i'm also you know what i would call an obsessive songwriter i've just been doing it so long and i've got a very large library just you know I've built up just because i've been doing it so long and i really connected with him um so it really hit me hard when he when he passed and now i i do want to help maybe get his music out but um i think what i'm trying to get at is that his legacy is this body of work you know like he's passed but everything that he has made holds value and holds weight and is still physical it's still real in this world and i think that's Very important. Um, And I think a lot of people um, are driven to create music for this. Maybe if it's, you know, subconsciously sometimes. But I think all of us hopes that, you know, our music that we put out there will get received and we'll be around even after we're not, you know,
1: here. Mm -hmm.
0: But I think it was important for him. And that's also kind of why I'm bringing it up because it was a form of healing coping. He was obviously a very angry person. We're not all maybe as angry um, or frustrated with the world as, as Matt was, but I think writing music brings resolve and reflection and introspection um, and purpose to everyone, right? Everyone that that sits down and, and completes something and, and, you know, feels good about it at the end of the day. Um, sometimes just the act of doing it, you know, even if you don't complete something you know um i think it's almost inarguable i think anybody would say that it's it's a healing process you know um but yeah so topic right right is the art of creating okay and specifically i guess we're going to talk about music because we only have a limited window of time and and it can get out there creating is important in all mediums like you're saying but the art of creating music and why it's important to ourselves and to the people that uh, listen.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting timing for me personally with doing all this, because I'm just heavy in a, a cycle of this right now. And we're of course at the same time, you know, in the little bit of downtime there is in the evening, my wife and I are watching the pop series on Netflix and we just got to, something I didn't really see coming, but I probably should have the protest song episode. We haven't finished it yet, but I, it really got me to thinking like, um, like, you know, we're, they're talking about like Woody Guthrie and stuff. And I'm just like, we're still <laughs> talking about this guy. How many years after he's dead? You, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and for a very specific set of songs that had a very specific purpose that sometimes are lost on people, but it's like, not everybody's going to achieve that level of notoriety, but it kind of segues into something my wife told me just this morning that I, I wanted to talk to you about before we dive into like the main, right, thing. right. You said, uh-huh. yeah. So she, she took a picture of an artist. Uh, and I, I apologize. I can't remember his full name cause I'd never heard of him before. Literally like 20 minutes ago. Um, his mm-hmm. first name's Vincent. She took a pic- picture of his poster that was on the wall at Nashville, simply because it like had my son's name on it, and he was like a, he's like a lower, not as well known artist. Um, and she's like, she just found the picture randomly in her phone. She's like, I'm gonna look this guy up. Maybe he's good. And he's like a country music singer songwriter, which is exactly in her wheelhouse. And she pulled up like uh-huh. this guy is awesome. And the point is like, how random is that? She saw a poster. She took a picture of it because it had our son, same name as our son, and then decided to look it up like two years later. And now she's like, I'm going through this catalog. You know, you never know.
0: We're we're living in an age where, you know, we're all sort of pseudo connected, you know, on – on a much larger scale than you know any other time in history, and that's actually an interesting way of going about finding. Because typically, it's social media that you discover artists nowadays. You mm-hmm. know, or you're going to like, uh, and that's that's something more physical that could have happened in the '70s. You know, she could have, uh, she would have had a hard time looking them up. Probably, she probably wouldn't have found that picture um, again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, she'd be like scouring a phone book looking for Vincent Morietti or you know whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just giving I'm giving him a last name. So. I,
1: I like that. That's not it. It's okay. a three name situation. I just <laughs> completely am blanking on. I I apologize. I'll, I'll I'll try to I'll put a story up about him later to try to make up for this because I can't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it, it 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 is cool. You know even if you're not a a A well-known artist uh, or even if you don't seek to be a a well-known artist I I think we're all just looking to connect you know um, I listened to an interview with Tom York uh, yesterday it was really it's like his most recent interview I was trying to find something with him because that guys he just seems enlightened I don't know why you know I think a lot of us look up to Tom York and um, he he was talking about you know how on social media we're all just like sending out these um you know sort of spirit selves into the social media realm you know these personas i guess you know i'm gonna use the word persona and uh and and those personas are interacting with each other you know in this in this virtual realm um and it's all you know in the name of connection we're all trying to seek um this connection so we do that through art. We do that through songwriting. I think that's why we get creative. You know, why you and I are posting on social media or, or making stuff. I make music for pedal demos because I want to make music. It's not, um, it's not because I woke up one day and said like I want to be a hired gun, <laughs> right? Know. Right. I don't make enough money for that.
1: <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing, and and what I hadn't considered and. In- until talking to more people on the podcast is how much music there really is. I think the general public and even myself to a certain degree, thinks of like a musician as being like a songwriter or a person in a band that makes music like original music for people to listen to for the purpose of listening to. But I didn't consider until I had the opportunity to do some of this, like, the person who makes like like what i have done occasionally is i've made some intro music for different podcasts like that's still a thing that's still a form of of
0: using your art for a purpose you know like
1: the people who mean
0: uh, right go ahead making making music on making music um as a profession or um is it for a purpose for what, what other
1: than your fulfilling your own artistic creativeness? I guess is a good way to put. Sure. It, you know. Sure. Okay. Um, and I think that that's a very different. It's a different thing, and for me, it's it's a lot easier. If that makes any sense, if, I found that it was. Oh, I like,
0: think it's. I, I easier.
1: I, yeah, I think it's easier because it's like make something that sounds like this vibe, and it's like, okay, can I do that? Yeah, I can do that, and then I just kind of crank it out and it's not that i don't care about it but i don't care about it to the same level that i do as something i'm trying to personally express
0: in well it's it's interesting that you you bring that up because you know i think a lot of people would buckle under pressure if they were put in a position where somebody said okay i need you to make something and i need it done by tomorrow you know um i mean a lot of people hate that i think a lot of creatives um only or at least they only think they can get creative when they're inspired when they're you know when they're feeling it um so it's interesting you find it uh easier but you did mention one thing that i i think is another factor in that you said you know okay i want it to sound like this mm-hmm. so that's half the battle exactly. right there you it's know like, okay that's it, the vibe sure you know you don't have to right. figure that out i i um uh, for a long time, I mean, I've wanted to be a professional songwriter, you know, as since as long as I can remember. Uh, and now I'm I'm actually in a position where, you know, I think I was telling you yesterday, I've just found myself in an odd form of that um, job title uh, through through demoing, and you know, I I do get paid um, on top of you know, pedals that are, that are sent to me, and I do have deadlines. And my whole theme is original music. And so f- therefore, by definition, you know, um, I guess I am a, a professional songwriter. Right. And I've like sort of arrived at this is not what I expected or not what I planned. On. I really wanted to do like film, you know, or, um, or, or or video games or something like that. And what's funny is like I I try or commercials, you know, things like that nature. I always was like, I could write jingles. I think a lot of people. You know, they come up with a melody. They're like, I could be a jingle writer. I want to be a jingle writer. It used to be like a thing you get paid a a lot of money for a very little amount of work. Sounds great. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) um, But, you know, I I tried exactly what you're talking about. Uh, In 2014, um, I was working in the film industry. I was a a sound mixer. And I was like going on sets. The film industry was kind of popping in in my neck of the woods uh, for like about five years. In uh, 2010, like 2015, and um, sound mixer is nothing to do with music. You know, I was like micing up actors and stuff. But I had a lot of connections, and I worked for a a foley studio. You know what foley is? It's oh like, yeah, that sounds they, fun. Oh man, it was like a room full of broken glass and and um, pots and and shoes and wood and random. You know, maybe junk we should stuff. explain it
1: because maybe some people don't know what that is.
0: Sure. Um, yeah foley is uh are are, are recording artists that recreate um sounds from the scenery you know or or the or the movements that are happening in film so if someone's walking down a hallway and the boom guy like didn't uh capture that because there's usually a lot of white noise there's usually things going on they will go and record footsteps and put echo effects on them and then that's really what you're hearing or if uh, there's a Window that breaks, they're actually just recording some shattered glass in a in a studio. So that's that's Hollywood for you. Um, but I, I I got this opportunity where I, are you familiar with Blue Cross Blue Shield, mm-hmm. you know, insurance, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the guys I was working for, a producer, um, was you know talking to me, and I was talking to him about how I wanted to make music for for films. I was showing him my band and all that. And uh, he was like, well, we just shot this commercial. Um, and I think he was joking. He was like, you know, if you can make a song that that uh, that sounds like this by, uh, by tomorrow. And he showed me this song and it was like, um, had some glockenspiel, had some piano. It was like a reflective, um, light-hearted kind of piano piece. And, uh, you know, it was done very professionally. And so I sort of jested and I was like, yeah, I could do that. And I think he was him aback, you know, because this was like at like a backyard gathering, you know, and I was like, what if I could have you a piece that sounded like that, but you wouldn't have to pay that guy $4,000 for it? Because the guy that they were going to buy, he, he did music for Apple commercials. He was like a professional, you know, I think it was maybe even eight grand that this guy was charging for this little like 30 second, you know, piece or 45 second piece. And uh, and I, I think he wanted to give me a chance, you know, um, he he was like, "Well, you know, uh if you got it by tomorrow, you know, shoot it over. Straight up, at the time I was um I had an LLC where I co-owned a small recording studio and and that was like my second go at recording bands for a living. And uh, me and some talented music friends of mine got together. Basically, I got on a piano and I created that vibe, so I did what you're saying. I had this vibe in my mind. And we used glockenspiel. We used upright bass. We did we made a, a track, I think, personally, was better than that other track. And I handed it to him the next day. I mean, never felt better in my life. Did we get the commercial? No. <laughs> hmm. Um, but that was actually because I think they had pre-decided on it. Um, I don't know that I really ever had a chance. But I did try to make a go at it. Uh, after that point, the guy was impressed. And he did... Like hire us for a few more things, a few more commercials. And um, I used my big sky a lot and they stopped calling me because they said my work was too emotional. Oh, so
1: <laughs> I mean, but I can kind of understand that. Like if you put a really emotive piece for a health insurance company – and it makes people well, cry. That's not exactly the vibe they're going well, for, you know. Okay,
0: that po- that song should have been, but there was it was a construction company's safety video that I I made this sort of echoey, dreamy um, atmosphere with with my big sky pedal and my last Paul that I had at the time. And they were like, "Yeah, that's that's just uh, that's too emotional." Can we um, get it? We're, more, we're looking go.
1: for more like Nickelback.
0: That's what we're looking for. <laughs> I recorded him another one because I was kind of pissed off, and it was just like dark and brooding, and uh, it was like the, the video was like this girl about to fall off of a, a ladder, and her daddy like saves her, and it's like be careful around ladders, and it was like boom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they, uh, I don't think they appreciated that. So you know, I made a go at it. You know, I also made a go later on in later years trying to break into video games, and I met with. Um, There's a lot of video game. There's a a big tech sort of um, lots of tech companies that gathered together and moved in this big building uh, down here. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to draw this story out, but I, I got on their radar and they wanted me to make them some music. And I busted my butt and made like two killer songs that I felt like could have come off the Space Jam soundtrack because it was like a space themed cooking game that they they had. Mm hmm. And uh, never heard from them again. So, um, this
1: is so. This is like kind of a little bit crushing to me because like I I have this <laughs> fantasy in my head where I get to like score a indie film or something, and I'm and I and I've I've, I've done I've, that. I've done that. I've, too. I've asked some people about trying to to get into that, and I'm like, whoo! If I really want to do it, that's going to have to become. I mean, this podcast is going to have to take a back seat and I don't think that that's what anybody wants at the moment. So maybe it'll happen someday. I'm just going to put that energy out in the world and maybe it'll happen.
0: I think that's, I think you absolutely 100% could soundtrack an indie film. And honestly, that would be a wonderful use of your talents. You know, um, you and Anne Sulikowski almost exist in, in, in the same realm. And she does some of that. I tried some of that. It is really all about who who you know. Right. I mean, that is it. Um, cool. I worked in the industry, and and so, therefore, I know. By the way, the only reason I didn't get that video game uh, soundtrack gig was because the project never got funded. It, it never got off the ground, oh. so I found out later. Well, that makes sense. Oh, no. The the music I made was banging. Uh, n- no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was banging. Um, no, man, you, you would be excellent at that somebody needs to hear you find you put their that's the thing somebody has to put their faith in you you know that you can deliver and then there's also like you know people that are listening into this that are you know wishful thinkers or you know you guys and i'm not trying to like put you down or anything but there's there's sound production standards that you're gonna have to be able to meet right you're gonna have to know these things i i did like sound design for one short film and that, this was sound design so this was like doing the panning and like the uh the wind through the trees sound i'm never doing that again really i had to do that like 10 times over yeah this this i don't know this filmmaker in denmark heard of me somehow through another indie film that i did and um wanted to pay me three hundred dollars and i think he was okay with doing someone unheard of like me because it was only three hundred dollars and uh, I had to do that six times over because there's all these sound production standards, um, decibel standards, mastering, you know, standards that you have to meet that I was, you know, kind of noob mm-hmm. on. But, I ended, you know, now so you,
1: maybe you could do it. You could do it not six times next time.
0: Poss- possibly. I still never felt super confident with my final delivery on, on that. It's it's um, it's tough. There's a lot that that goes into it you'd be some surprised um but you know that's that's different we're talking about just creating music right yeah especially atmospheric music stuff that that you do where your you know role is just to be the creative and you can sit back and create you can hand it off to a sound designer he can master it or or you know split it pan it do the 5.1 surround sound however he wants um so i think that would be a great job for you I would still love to do that job. Anyone out there want to hire me and Blake to? Uh, a <laughs> oh, it be to score a neo noir sci fi. Oh uh, man. drama.
1: Oh man, please, please hit me up. I'm easy to get a hold of. <laughs> I'm very, it's right here. I'm right please. here. There's a phone <laughs> number in the show notes where you can literally text me. So, so <laughs> I'm easy to get a hold of. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, we kind of got off sure. of uh, off track a little bit, but. Let's go back to That's your okay. notes. Let's go back to your notes. Let's start from there, yeah,
0: okay. Maybe we can tackle a different topic um, i I wanted to ask you because this was someone um sorry, this was a topic that Tom York got asked in this interview that I listened to. I thought it was awesome, and so i'm gonna i'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna carry that over here, and they asked him ahead of time before his interview, what would be your desert island songs like in the literal sense that you're stranded on a desert island and you've got a a Walkman. Okay. Uh, A skip-free Walkman. (laughs) Oh, Um, Good. Skip-free. If if people remember uh, the the crap we had to deal with uh, when we were kids Uh, and you could only have, you know, a certain set of songs, Um, like say, let's say two so that we keep it kind of, short you've got two songs and so tom york factored all these things in that like you know maybe not everybody would immediately thought of and you know he listed several there were like nine songs and they played little bits from each one and he had like talking heads he had nina simone uh he had rem it was great uh but each one he had a reason for it you know he was like uh i need talking heads because um and it was like born into um was it born into punches it's from um in remaining light you know that album he's talking about how that you know, inspired him. I I do love that song. he was saying, I need that because I'm going to need to dance, you know, I'm human, you know? And then he would say this other song and he's like, I'm going to need this for my heart. Um, Mm. because I'm going to be very alone, you know? And it was profound. It was like, golly. And then you listen to these clips and you're like, yeah, no, I can, I can totally see what you're going for. So here we are. Maybe we can do one each. We'll bounce back. Uh, I gotta pick to one? Oh boy! No, no, you gotta pick. You gotta pick. You can pick two. Okay. Do two because one is 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 really tough. But you do one. I'll do one. You do another. I'll do another. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, who? And this will probably change like as soon as we're done recording, or maybe while we're recording. But let's, let's...
0: as soon as you're on that island.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I should have picked a different song. <laughs> oh, um, I think if I let's go, let's go with song one. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to say one that gets me. I'm kind of weird. I, I don't know if anybody knows that or not, but I'm kind of weird. Um, and angry music makes me happy. Um, even if I'm in a situation where I am upset, it's a good release for me. So sure. So I, oh, yeah, Something, something on the heavier side of things. I think I will go with, I know I'm, I'm I'm delaying Um, it's gonna be a thrice song and I know nobody's surprised about (laughs) that let's go with uh, hold fast hope because it's also it's an angry aggressive song but it's the lyric it's lyrically very uplifting so I'll go with that one for for
0: okay Mm mm-hmm Okay. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. I I listened to Thrice um, a good bit in late high school. And then I think I kind of fell, they fell off my radar, but I always, I was always into it. Um, It's very cool. Um, Okay. I uh, there's a song called nude by Radiohead off of in rainbows. And I would have to go with, with that as my, my number one right now, because it, it just, it, it has a lot of uh, human elements um, and it and it it covers a wide range of emotion. Um, it's just a very beautiful song, so I would feel kind of comforted by that. I'm okay. gonna think of something contrasting for my second. All right, so okay, you shoot that. What's your second? Okay,
1: my second will probably be. Hmm, I think if I'm trapped on an island by myself. I think I would want things that reminded me of my youth and my childhood and and also that I still enjoy. So I think I yeah. w- I would go with uh, Merle Haggard sing me back home. And it's a really stark contrast to the other songs. So I think that's what I would go with.
0: That is a stark contrast. Mhm. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, you know, it it's uh sort of a testament to how um you know eclectic we can be in our music tastes and especially us as modern um millennials you know Mm -hmm. and all the music that we grew up with and have been exposed to um even more now since the internet age um so you can listen to merle haggard and thrice in the same day and i oftentimes do Uh, that's not weird at all for me
1: <laughs> that's very normal
0: and and merle haggard listens to thrice and thrice listens to merle haggard That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. obvious inspirations cool. um,
1: what's your what's your number so two? i think
0: my my number two is going to be the song from arcade fire off their first album um neighborhood number one and it's uh i think it's called tunnels it's like the um parentheses title and okay it's just a very hopeful happy song that was like an era of arcade fires music where um it's like 2008 so much music well i think think that record came out in 2005 but still relevant in 2008 that whole 2005 to 2010 uh era of music i i i think it's hard to argue was just so poppin there was so so much good indie music um coming out and i think at that point in time things just felt more hopeful and uh and that, that song was, was definitely like that in a time capsule. Like it's, it's hopefulness gotcha. in a time capsule and I would need that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, you're definitely going to need, you're definitely going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's an interesting set of questions. Um, you could go, you could go off on that topic for forever. If we, like we could, we could do an entire podcast, probably two podcasts know,
0: it's, just off of that question. <laughs> It, it's great. I, I so okay. Not uh not to rush, but I I would love to jam pack this this episode. So I do have the next topic. I'm ready. Um, okay. And and this is something I think is going to be more relevant to the people that are listening that are maybe also creatives or want to be creatives or, um, especially if you're in that weird middle space where you're creative and you like creative things and of course we're we're talking about music here specifically um and you maybe you know watch our stuff or you're you 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 watch um other guitar players you're on youtube and you're you love bands you love you know music you're you're exploring and you're trying to like cross that threshold of being confident about what you create um or even just practicing, you know, just practicing writing, right? Writing music, writing songs, I realize is kind of vague. So, you know, um, could be vignettes, sound design, you know, taking your guitar out and just recording a draft of an idea. Like all of that kind of goes into the same pot here. And I think it's important. I want all of you to do that more. So the topic is how to get more motivated to create and some tips and tricks Things that you know, at least Blake and I can talk about as creatives, um, since nobody else is here, <laughs> to help to help others um, get past. You know, I think the hardest step, and I think the hardest step is starting. Yes, right, one hundred percent is usually the hardest point for people to, um, you know, to get to get past whether it's you know even starting admitting to yourself like okay i want to write like i want to be in a band or like i want to get into production because that then you go down the whole path of like you gotta learn about gear and all that or it could be something as simple as just starting you you have recording gear you have instruments you have pedals um or your synthesizers or you have your midi you know mapper and your daw but you know you wake up and you've got a four-hour window before you have to go to work, and you're like, I want to be productive. I just want to be productive. But your body just (laughs) got like a lead blanket on. You know, you can't can't get up. You just can't get over that hump of like, where do I even begin? There's nothing in your head. Your head is empty. You know, I think all of us go through that. All of us, even people that do it a lot. All the time. All the time. Right, right. So –
1: I'm going to assume that our avatar person here has never Is he blue? Yes. Yes. He's yeah. He's a blue dude. Uh I guess. I don't know. No. Just whoever this this person is. They are not someone who has ever put out anything for anyone okay. to listen to before. I'm just gonna throw okay. that out right. there. Because I think that's most people. I, I really that is a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Um and I I, uh, I'm going to assume that they have, like, they have what they need to make things. Not everybody does, right? Like some, you know, it's, it can be tough to get exactly what you need to do the thing that you're trying to do, but I'm at a, least something. They things. have some, at least something. Yeah. They have most of what they need. Like they've got an acoustic guitar and a microphone, you know, they've got, well, a bass they, yeah, <laughs> they've got some bare bones <laughs> stuff. Um, which you know if you're listening to this podcast you probably have more than that cuz you're probably a gear fiend like me um but we hope i i would assume actually yeah, there's a surprising amount of people who don't play guitar to listen to this it's really i don't know how they clicked on it or what made them decide but i get messages sometimes I'm like i don't even play guitar i just like listening to this i'm like i oh, i think, think
0: 99% video. of your your audience is um people that are in a Vietnamese nail spa <laughs> It's, is this, <laughs> that true? Is that true? <laughs>
1: Spotify lying to me? It's not. <laughs> it's not. Dudes, twenty eight <laughs> through thirty seven. I'm so confused now. Um. Anyway, I think the most important thing is, I know it's easy to say just do it, like Nike. But like, just plug it in with like no pressure. Yes, just there's no there's not there's nothing nothing bad is going to happen. And if you make something you're not happy with, you just Save it. I was gonna say delete it. Don't delete anything, uh, unless it unless it just is broken. But like, save it. Move on. I've made an endless amount of hot trash that I don't think anyone is ever gonna hear because I just it. it but like, what's the worst thing that that's happened? It's like oh, oh, I that's okay. It. Those
0: are it's fine. You learn from it. You go right. On. Those are those are stepping stones. Right. You know you have to you have to think of it that. That way, you know every every attempt at writing is is practice. It it equates to the same thing as sitting down and running your scales. Um, yes, and and it and at the end of the day, you actually get something out of it. You know whether. But by, by the way, if, if people are listening and they don't know um, what what Blake and I do, Blake outside of you know his creative work with the um, with the podcast, um, and you're wondering like why 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 are you listening? To me or, or him you know about this um is it okay if i give like a, a brief rundown different i guess from my last one
1: uh yeah i mean that's fine yeah uh, i think we did tell people like go listen to that if they're not familiar but you know go f- go yeah give well, the condensed milk version
0: right 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 right. so so at least for the last two and a half years i i demo pedals and and i guess why i'm bringing this up again is because um you know I wanted to talk about specifically what I have to do on a, on a daily basis. So I do this a lot, which is the only reason I'm talking about it. You know, I'm not calling myself an authority, but I would, um, I just want to share, you know, things that I've observed through experience in, in doing this. Cause most of my mornings are waking up. I do have deadlines to write. And I am often that person that has to sit down and just pull stuff out of thin air. Um, and, and now I'm sort of under a lamp Uh, doing it which i think a lot of you seek to be in in a position whether it's like you know for any purpose you know making music for a documentary um for 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 your own band for your you know whatever um obviously if you're listening and you're interested in creating you want to do it um probably more and a lot of us do it uh professionally i'm extremely lucky blessed to even find myself in the position that i'm in making very little money but having a lot of fun um and working with a lot of effects pedals, working with a lot of uh, of companies but it does mean that i have to create a lot even when i'm not feeling inspired and so that is something that i just want to make sure we we do touch back on because i think it's important for people um that are creatives or want to get creative to try, even when you're not feeling inspired. Uh, I don't think that gets put out there enough. I think there's this sort of trope of, um, you know, Oh, how did you come up with that song? Well, you know, I was riding my tractor and lightning struck me and a message (laughs) from above just told me, you know, I needed to write a song called smells like teen spirit, you know, right. Uh, That's, that's uh that's Kurt Cobain's, you know, real accent. He hit it that, well. That's exactly
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he sounds that's what we all sound like up here in the Pacific Northwest, actually. <laughs> I'm just putting on airs right now. It's all that dampness, you know. Um, oh, we
0: could use some of it. There was just,
1: another fire sprung up last night. So please bring back the dampness. Oh,
0: yeah. Please. Bring back, I know. Um. I know, um but anyway.
1: But it, yeah. So I think that is important. Like I have made songs when I was feeling a particular way and and it definitely came from a place of inspiration and I have made songs that I liked when I was like, I don't really I don't really feel like doing this right now. And then I got then I get halfway through it and like, oh, oh, now I am like this is really going somewhere and sometimes you'll surprise yourself and you do have to just oh, yeah, oh, yeah. just put in the it's it, you said it in a really good way earlier it's practice as much as we practice our instruments and try to get better at the technical aspects of playing those instruments you also have to practice using them to create things it's practice very yes. few people Ye- can make solid work without putting in the hours uh actually recording and creating because it's its own set of skills
0: well, it it's it, it really is you know learning how to um create melody that's engaging right and put that melody into a context how to um create interesting chord progressions and then if you're you know if you're kind of the kind of person that's trying to weave together a more conventional song that's maybe in the pop realm you know you've got some standards that you kind of need to meet or else people aren't going to receive it um very well where you know, there's usually a few parts, you know, um, this would be, you know, say different from someone who wants to make abstract music, but someone that wants to write a song, I think the whole ABC, ABC song structure has really survived like a cockroach. Actually, it's, it's a beautiful cockroach. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's, um, it's a lovely neon, um, cockroach. (laughs) Um, uh, but especially in pop music. I mean, I mean, I think that's, uh, pop music is music that is, um, accessible you know and and there's something that i think translates to human beings at heart um with having uh, a rigid song structure you know with, with things repeating with things coming back um with big chorus movements but you know whether you want to be a, a pop songwriter or if you want to be you know a more abstract writer or just you just want to write interesting songs that maybe lie somewhere in the middle they're accessible but they're creative you know and i, I think that's where i try to live um you you need to learn the basic skills of of weaving you know stitching things together um that's just one element of it you know like okay i'm gonna write a groove you've got a riff okay well well, good for you (laughs) that's really just a tenth of the battle you know you have to take that um if you're doing something lyrical well you're gonna have to loop that try and write something lyrical on top of that and then you know unless that one riff is just so strong that you can just run it for the entire song you know talking heads do that mm-hmm. lots of bands lots of bands can do that they can come up with content or four bar progression or three bar progression or two bar progression that's so compelling and the sound design of it is so interesting that it could groove for eight minutes <laughs> and i i as a listener i'm like yeah yeah please yeah you know all right <laughs> <laughs> Please just let that roll, you know, for longer. But, you know, normally, you know, uh, you need some sort of change, right? So you need to learn how to write a part B. You need to learn how to write a part C, D, if it's going to be extra interesting. Um, songs like Paul McCartney's Live and Let Die have got like how many movements? What, You know, um, and that's all stuff that you you have to learn. And you don't, and then, you're not
1: just going to know it. Yeah. You know? Like it's not just no. You most people aren't just gonna be like, oh yeah, I I I inherently know this in my bones. It's not really, it's not it's it's literally helps. practice. There there are some people. It, it is, fine. but it's not most people.
0: Well, I think if if you are an obsessive music listener, then that that helps a lot. That gives you a head start by the time you know. If you're someone who's observant, um, and I, I was at least this this was me as a kid i had headphones on like all the time oh yeah but that's not everybody um a lot of people listen to music passively these days you know it's in the background and there's a lot of music that's great it's created for that purpose i think that's awesome it energizes the room you know um and and some of it's maybe not meant to be listened to in that way i'm going to pass this back over to you actually though so i have sort of a a a sum of um of this run-on sentence here okay okay (laughs) um so, so not only do you have to practice that, but you also have to practice this one very important element that I think you're familiar with and you're good at, and a lot of people struggle with that. And it, it, and this is, this is if you want to stand out above the rest, if you want your work to be interesting and not derivative, um, because, well, you can create a derivative song and Good job because, you know, actually, I'm really not downing anybody on that because you created something that's awesome. Great step. Now, if you really want to make this something that you want to do full time or you just want to pursue being better, you want to motivate yourself to be a better writer, a more interesting writer, then you're going to want to have that X factor that all these great writers have, personally, I think. What is the X factor? The X factor is writing outside of your element writing with things that you're not comfortable with and coming up with forward-thinking ideas or maybe ideas that don't necessarily sound like something you would come up with on a normal day um it could be as simple as you know um trying a new instrument that you're not very good at um or trying a pedal nowadays we've got like these pedals that they're so complicated um you know, unless you're uh, an, an engineering professor, the first time you turn on um, a Tomcat Cloudy or a microcosm, you're not going to inherently understand everything that's working. But you're probably going to be able to pull some wild sounds out of it that um, you weren't expecting. And it's those moments that if you can hone in on those and rein them and follow that thread and you add that to the bones of your song, or you start off that way and make it the bones of your song, you're gonna come up with really interesting work. So writing out of your element, um, I don't know, I feel like you you understand that. I feel like we sort of touched on that yesterday in a, in a brief phone call um, we had. Do you have anything to, to say about that?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm maybe not a great example of doing that um, because I can't seem to write in my element. <laughs> 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 I, I, I mean, if, the songs I picked for my Desert Island are, are very good examples, right? Neither of those songs mm-hmm. have anything like anything that
0: I make. And that so, is – So therefore, you've already accomplished not being derivative. Right, I think a lot of people already have that problem. They can't get out of that box. You don't have that box.
1: Yeah, I can't. Say, I would love to be able to write songs that are very similar to either of those, but I, I don't seem to have that ability. <laughs> so it's, it it becomes something else. And what what I had to do was accept that. That that was the thing for me. Was I I was we talked about this yesterday where I was like I'm always mm-hmm. trying like, for years and years, and I've had. S- some success with it as far as getting a piece that I'm happy with but for the most part I was really not successful with it but like trying to strangle something into existence like trying to force it to be something I like I want to write a song like Merle Haggard well guess what I'm not Merle Haggard so I can't write a song like Merle Haggard because he did it you know and he performed the way he performed and he had his you know his things and I've got my things and I distill them into something very, very different. And I had to accept that and be okay with that. And I've told the story on this, this show before, but I, I brought a song to my wife that I made. I'm like, I think this is pretty cool, but I have no idea where it came from or what it is or anything. And she's just like, maybe that's what you do. And I was like, maybe it is what I do. I guess it is. And embracing that has made me so much more comfortable
0: Just for those doing the thing. (laughs) And, and well, I mean, that's, that is art for the sake of art, right? That's, that's creating for the sake of um, creating. I think you do it because, you know, you love it. And this is getting back to like the initial topic of the show, you know, why it's so important to create. Um, And I I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would assume that it brings you it brings you a lot of things, you know, um, happiness. You, you enjoy doing it, obviously, or you wouldn't be doing it. But um, just also a sense of um, value, maybe, and 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 purpose, right? I think all of us do want to be productive. There's some really lazy people out there. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, but if you're in the creative sphere, right? You know, I I, I think, or if you're, you know, what is it, left-brained? In, left braided well i am left (laughs) braided if you're left brained um then you know you you have this drive or i think a lot of people have this drive to seek purpose through their art right you know trying to hey you can't even really put it into words it's like once it's out there you're like well that was my baby i did that Mm -hmm. you know that, that was me and you know what it's it's healing it's important and i think it is it's just enriching for the um for the soul you know for our attitude towards ourselves and how we look at ourselves so um there, yeah. there's very little that
1: feels better than creating something that you're satisfied with and that doesn't matter if you're building a house or yes. a song once you're satisfied sure. with something you've made it's like wow that just feels good and i mean i was like working on guitar picks yesterday for you know a project and it was like some of them came out really nice and i was like huh i haven't like made anything physical like this in a while this feels nice i forgot how how nice this feels
0: we get so wrapped up in in trying to psychoanalyze ourselves you know um nowadays we we're bombarded with so much media uh the world's on fire uh politically and you know environmentally and you know it's uh you know i i think we we sort of all exist in this that meme where the dog with the hat you know in the and the tie that's going you know has a briefcase and he's on fire and he's like this is fine Mm -hmm. everything's fine everything's fine you know Mm -hmm. we, we're we that generation now, you know, we kind of have to cope with that. And, you know, people wonder why people are so anxious, people are so depressed. And more and more people are on, you know, meds, which sometimes are what is needed, sometimes they're not, you know, people are self-medicating, over self-medicating, people do drugs. And I think a lot of people overlook that there is such healing in, in creating that a lot of the times you can you can get through the day because of this. Like a lot of times writing and creating can, can save you can reduce stress, can reduce anxiety. Um, and it's important. It's something that I think if you're listening, I want you to know that if if it's something you've been putting off, been putting on the back burner, you've been waking up, not feeling inspired and not motivated. You need to do whatever it takes to change that because it can transform you can make you a better person and, and happier at the end of the day, regardless of whether you become successful um, at it or turn it into a profession, you just need to get out there and, and create and feel free to share it. You know, it's so easy with social media, you know, whether anybody comments or not um, get it out in there in the world. That's a good feeling. You know, I think it is. Well, you know, on that same line of thinking,
1: it's a, more related to gear, but I just had uh, Charles from Silk yeah, Tone let's bring on gear.
0: Yeah, the the he the great, amps, great guy. Yeah, super. He, cool. he actually he contacted me after our last interview. Uh, he wanted me to to demo a Tone amp, um, and I had to kind of politely decline because it's just not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I record uh, not with microphones. I use like you know a Milkman and, and Iridium. Um, so we talk, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, I'm talking to Charles.
1: Yeah, so the there's a double episode that I put out just last week actually with him and he yeah, we, we were discussing discu- discussing wow, I'm having a hard time the too with did. my left brain did anyway. Uh we were discussing his past be- because he was addicted to various substances and literally Mm -hmm. like electronics and making those amplifiers helped him to get out of that because he had something else to obsess over,
0: you know, good. It gave him, yeah, Mm -hmm. a good constructive purpose. Exactly.
1: And so like, that's not the only thing. And that's why that's a two and a half hour talk. But like, that was part of it was being able to have that other thing. Um, And, that could be making music for somebody else. Who knows? You know, I'm not trying to sit here and say I've got it all figured out, but it does tie into what you were saying before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 wonderful. That's a really cool story. Um, I'm I'm sure probably a lot of people could share similar stories. I I, I think I could say songwriting also saved me. Um, it it certainly keeps my head um, out of you know, the fire <laughs> out of, out of being in the clouds, worrying about, you know, everything that's out of my control in the world. Um, and obviously I still have a lot of stress and anxiety and I deal with that. Um, but I, I like to think that I deal with it in a healthier way, you know, than, than a lot of people that are struggling. And that's because I occupy the, my time and my, my brain with, um, with trying to create, I mean, I, I this is interesting um and i'm, I'm not trying to like um <clears throat> i'm not bragging or anything it's just you know like an observation and also i kind of want to talk briefly about this project that i'm about to launch if you don't mind yeah let's do it um uh well there, you know there's actually there's two things that i'm launching pretty soon i just gotta figure out how exactly i'm going to execute it but they they both kind of tie in um and I was going back over all the demos that I've done over the last two and a half years. If, you, if you're not familiar with, with my demos, um, this format that I tried to, like, uh, approach from the get-go was writing uh, song vignettes in a, you know, condensed period of time, usually anywhere between two to six minutes, sometimes a little more for, you know, more complicated pedals. And there will be a section of a song that shows off, you know this function of the pedal. And when I hit the next function of the pedal, a lot of times I hit a completely different groove. It's completely different drum beat, completely different progression, completely different melody, different atmosphere. And, um, and so I've been doing this weird thing where I'm creating these um, micro songs that are kind of stitched together in a macro song. And if you go to my band camp and you, you know, you go to like download some of my music, it's like, I have ten volumes now. I've done I've done over 120 demos in the last um, two and a half years, and I think I've just been going, just going and going and going at it. Really, just grinding. I'm a workaholic, and um, the most productive I've ever been in my life. And I wrote a lot before this uh, in bands constantly. You know, mm-hmm. I've got probably 17 albums of music before I even started demoing because um, I was already obsessed with it. And uh, I I did the math and I was like, "Okay, there's usually about five to six micro songs in each of these macro songs that I've done. And I've done 120. And I was like, that's like 500 to 600 plus song ideas that I've not just thought up in my head, but I've actually physically recorded in the real world, Um, not including the 70 or something reels that I've done just in the last couple of months that are also just on, you know, on the spot. And And I never recycle things somehow, you know, I sit down and uh, I think, oh, you know I could sometimes I think I could go back and kind of take this progression I did from somewhere else, and I could sort of reinvent that or I could like run that through a new pedal, and I've got content, you know and I, I don't know why. I think I'm just in this groove. I don't do that, like I sit down and I will just try to come up with something from scratch every single time. so um, where am I getting with this? Um, I went through those 600 500 song ideas and uh i I don't think all of it is gold you know but i think a lot of them are loops that you know they only went on for 40 seconds and then transformed into something else in these demos and i feel like there's so many moments i've had people tell me oh man please make a real song out of blah 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 this second marker or that second marker or man i would love to hear an album with you know blah that section and so what i've done over the last couple of weeks, is I've gone and I've chopped up stems um, of what I found maybe is the best 50 sections out of all the things that I've recorded in the last two and a half years. And it's going to have the, the the beats, the bass lines, the guitars, the synths, everything that was going on in that progression at the time in the recording. Playing also a stem of the full mix right there. And I broke them down into loopable chunks uh, and I'm going to release a stems and loops pack um, very soon.
1: Oh, uh, okay. which
0: Yeah, I actually want to talk to you about because um, I think anybody with a doll could get creative with this. Um, these are like, you know, you could take the guitar as a chord progression and just loop it and put in an entirely different beat on it. I, I have everything because, you know, I do a lot of production. Everything is going to be um, snapped to a grid, it's going to be the, B, the BPMs are going to be labeled on everything. It's going to be very easy to just drag and drop into your, um, you know, DAW. I had a guy bring some files and put it in a Teenage Engineering OP1 synth, totally spliced it up like the Beastie Boys would do. Just took, you know, the sample and mangled it, put a beat under. I had another guy who wrote a whole song from scratch. And these are just like a handful of like pre-selected producer friends that I know I sent it out ahead of time. But I am going to be like putting this out soon for... I'm hoping the Reddit community might be in like the guitar pedals, Reddit community might be interested. Um, and anybody that wants to send me a remix or something that they've created using any of these stems um, I will animate it. Cause I have a critter and guitari Iz, which is this like self animating <laughs> um, synthesizer. It's <laughs> okay. really cool. You run audio into you feed it audio and it responds. And um, so anyway, that's going to be a thing. But I was telling you, Blake, that uh, I am also trying to, like, get off the ground some sort of mini-series, um, whether it be vignettes on on Instagram um, reels or maybe some short YouTube videos where I talk about songwriting um, and definitely applying effects in, in music, because that's the questions I, I get asked the most, and that's probably, you know, where my relevance uh, lies, you know, in the... Social world, you know, how to use pedals, you know, in interesting ways. Um, cause often you guys think that I totally understand, you know, I'm like the or <laughs> I don't want to say this about myself, but like, you know, you watch uh pedal demo artists and you just think that, that they're the Gandhi of effects, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, Andy or 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 Nobs or or Ian, you just kind of assume that person really gets this, you know, like really got a hold on that and like meanwhile we're all out here just like skimming the manual going oh god oh god oh god (laughs) what does this do (laughs) um
1: yeah it's like people ask me questions sometimes and i'm and i'm like you
0: know that's a good question I will have to consult the manual and, and get back to you because I'm not actually sure. Oh, oh, yeah. I still get comments on my microcosm like demo, and it's like, this is cool, but can you run the, the, the reverb without the effects by themselves? And, and in the looping mode, uh, can you trigger the reverb um, post-loop? You know, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like, do you really want me to, like, go spend 20 minutes of my... You know, all, already short amount of time to like plug this in and experiment so I can respond to your YouTube <laughs> comment. I don't know. Well, that thing can do so much.
1: <clears throat> you know, it's just right. In fact, right. uh, the next single that's coming out is called Microcosm and it is based on the Woo. microcosm. So that's coming out. I actually it might be out by the time this podcast drops. Actually, so check your, so do you, check your streaming
0: platforms. Yes. Um, it's such a cool word and a cool name and such a cool pedal. Like to me, um, probably, and I'm, I'm not going to take this back unless they come out with a V2. It's one of the greatest pedals ever created. I think so. Like I really do. Period. Yes.
1: It's, it's very, very complicated and daunting until you plug it in and realize you don't even have to know what you're doing to make it do cool things.
0: Oh yeah. Like- Especially since the update, it's even better. It's what been updated?
1: I didn't even know. I'm so behind the curve. See, look how behind the curve I am. I didn't even know it'd been updated. Well, the,
0: this update was like, this was like five months ago. So it's been a minute, but well, maybe I my, did it recently. Maybe mine's been updated before I got it. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'll have to look. It, it Dynamically, it responds. It's a little bit more under control. Um, and there were moments before I updated when I would be like playing notes and nothing would happen for a really long time. Um so the call and response and, and like specifically like mosaic mode would be really, um, not super responsive, you know? Um, and, and I think I read and I could be mistaken, but that was one of the things that was, uh, addressed. I could be totally off here. Um, uh, but that does bring up another topic with creatives and that's in dealing with pedals is, you know, public service announcement. You don't have to know everything about a pedal. <laughs> no, you don't to get to get creative with a pedal. No, no. I,
1: have, I I I only understand the microcosm uh, at a surface level. To be, to be totally honest, like sometimes I'm like, how did? It... Okay, I don't know how it did that, but I'm gonna record it because
0: it sounded cool. So that's what we're gonna go with. Um, oh, the in in the microcosm demo that I did that I somehow managed to get out like before. I think a lot of other people did because they were in such like um limited supply at the time this was like during lockdown um i turned the pedal on and i'd gotten it used you know i paid way too much money on reverb to like get one hologram did not ever acknowledge this demo unfortunately it's probably like my most viewed demo that i have like period um and the first sound that i recorded in it was the first song the first sound that the microcosm made i mean i literally just plugged it in and it was this epic space wash and i was just like oh my god that's it (laughs) wow i'm don't touch a knob Um, (laughs) and then from there i i did dial in everything else but the very first sound i mean it was literally just turning the pedal on you know um sometimes it just happens it's fate sometimes it does happen hey i didn't put a i didn't put a time limit on this
1: because i figured we'd have a lot of things to get into so i'm just going if that's fine with you not
0: yeah like, breaking, that's great i'm I, not gonna I,
1: break for patreon or anything we're just gonna put this whole thing out and uh, it'll be a bonus episode whenever it drops oh,
0: so i love that um I have, i've got about another half hour i can roll with perfect perfect we'll just keep going
1: i wanted to note something about your music that's i've at least in all of the things that i have heard has been very consistent and in a stark contrast to mine i think um oh, oh okay, okay. You, you have a really solid rhythmic bass with everything that you do the the percussion uh both the percussion of any drums or whatever you use like to have i'm not saying this the right way the percussion in your playing is equally important you know like you have a very ryth- strong sense of rhythm Um where mine sometimes i don't even play to
0: a rhythm i just let it wash (laughs) you know it's a very oh oh yeah we have we have very very drastically different um sorts of i mean i have made my fair share of abstract um free-flowing music but um but yours really lies in a a really interesting place where you know i i don't even know if you would call them songs so much as like vignettes like windows windows into this dream world, you know, that, that your head must um, live in, you know, but they're, they're, they're very, I mean, correct me if I'm mistaken, but they're kind of, I would say they're amorphous, you know, Um, and that is a total type of art form, right? I mean, that's, that's a whole nother thing. It exists on its own level. It's not, it's not trying to be something else, right? Um, It just is what it is. Yeah. And and that's, that was definitely the
1: case for the, the Tom record as it, you know, as it progressed, it was like, oh, this is, this is what this is, you know? Uh huh. And so I really just let it kind of construct it around the story I had in my head. The singles that I'm putting out are definitely more, they're supposed to be like, I guess, For lack of a better term, a little more traditional, as much as I have the ability to do that, Um, and a little more, you know, they actually have a they actually have a beat, at least the the last three, you know, there's actually something to that. There's something structural to
0: them that kind of glues them together. Um, Yeah, well, yeah, and so right, I didn't mean amorphous as any kind of, um, you know, I just meant like it. it, uh,
1: Well, the Tom record is very amorphous, like. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I'm not okay. saying I take that as a negative at all. It's just that. that okay. Okay. Is okay. Super, super like, what is going on? And then Ooh. these other ones just, they make a little more sense, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You live in the world, you know, to me, that like, you know, when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of Brian Eno and William Orbit and Philip Glass. And Philip Glass is actually pretty structured. Brian Eno, um, on the other hand, and like Moby um, would just, you know, have pieces of music where you it challenged your way of thinking. You know, you come on and you're like, okay, uh, this is pretty. Is it going anywhere? And then you realize it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but but then you have to go back and you're like, okay, well, but but I liked that. You know, so you listen to it again and you've got a different goal. You know, you're not waiting for something to happen. You're just there for the journey, and you can just sit back and and enjoy it. Um, and, and just let that create the vibe in the room. Uh, and I think that's a very different type of art that is for a different purpose than say writing art or writing music, you know, or songs for the intent of creating a pop song, um, that has a very different purpose. Right. Right. right.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And also different than like, like I was talking about in the very beginning, like doing an intro for a podcast that's supposed to hit a certain vibe, uh, that's not what the mm-hmm, intro mm-hmm. Of this podcast is. That's actually a piece of a song that my friends and I did a long time ago. Um, okay. And I just I was like, that sounds like a perfect intro for a guitar-based podcast. <laughs> so that's why I clipped it out of there. Um, but on the one the or the few that I've gotten to do, like one was like a, a mystery podcast, and so it was like kind of like a. A you know like bass driven real subtle lounge
0: (laughs) minor minor key
1: yeah minor key lounge type vibe and I was like oh yeah I can do Mm -hmm. that you know like it's kind of a it's kind of weird to get into those different mindsets but you talked about deadlines I don't remember if you said it on the air or not but like having a deadline for that was made it easier for me and Tom was created because of a deadline I set on myself I I said, and the listeners probably already know this, but I said, I'm going to have a record out by February 28th of 2021. I don't know what it's going to sound like. I don't know what it's going to be.
0: That's a good, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. You're a smart man.
1: It's the only way I was able to get it done. And now that has unlocked the door. And now I'm like writing this weird, really weird, you know, dystopian future novel that is going to be a, a record it's very strange it's even stranger i think in some ways than tom <laughs> but <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens
0: yeah well it's that's it's very smart i mean honestly i would encourage people to put deadlines on themselves it's a hard thing to do to hold yourself accountable uh for you know well, so from, from for meeting people. that or matching
1: that's the weird that's what's the, that that well telling people about it it's like i can set a deadline oh yeah myself and not tell anybody and then if i don't meet it, it i don't care. That doesn't Right. It it it,
0: <laughs> it 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 doesn't matter. Yeah, but oh no, I mean I, I the reason I've been as productive as I've been the last two and a half years is um a combination of early on when I wasn't working technically with companies but I was trying to make a name for myself, I was putting the deadlines. On myself because, God, have you ever tried to be a YouTuber? I mean that <laughs> Dude, in know Yeah, I'm asking everyone listening here: If you ever tried to be a YouTuber? Uh, y- you can't slow down; uh, you get trampled and forgotten if you do. Um, I mean, the very first thing that, like, if you ever Google like smart ways to be a YouTuber, it's like post a video every week, and uh, I mean that's like sort of sort of the core. You know, um, mantra, right? And like, Ooh, got it. If you're trying to like come up with original music and you, you got to like, you know, mix it, you got to edit it, you got to come up with it, you know, right? Um, and then you got to do all the video work and all that, you know, a video a week is tough unless they're really. Short, but that's why having I, the deadlines, part of why I failed during yeah, my 30 uh-huh. days, 30 videos. That, that was right. <laughs> you told me about that. <laughs> that was terrible.
1: I, 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 well, you know, fires and stuff, but like, that was, even yeah, if the we, fires you, you hadn't have, happened, I, and I, I would have, it was still have been really, really hard.
0: It just would have. Well, we're, we're parents as well. So we, we've got a little cushion for, for forgiveness. Um, but I mean those deadlines it it did make me sweat a lot, but when I try okay this last may for example uh I did six pedal releases maybe it was five five or six it was like the snare trap, the pulse Doppler, the solid gold effects e m three something else earlier that month uh the poly i mean the uh poly um polychrome by walrus and and another one um oh the uh skyler and the orca you know like I think there were like even seven or eight going back in the month before that and into June um, that I just like could not catch a break. I mean, like I knew I'd wake up and like if I didn't spend the day filming, I was gonna be screwed, you know. And yes, that's stressful, but now I can look back and I can say, well, man, I was hella productive. Like I made some of my best stuff. Um, and so <sighs> what am I getting at? I, I I think I'm just trying to say that sometimes. It's freaking hard, but like grow some balls. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just have to no. do it. <laughs> sometimes you just sometimes you just have to force yourself to do it. Um and you won't you won't regret it later, you know. Even if you burnt yourself out, like sometimes that creates a situation where like a phoenix, you rise from the ashes. Um, you know, sometimes burning yourself out puts you in like a coma for two days where you can't create Um, and I'm speaking generally, you know, I've had these moments and then after those two days, it's like, boom, you come back and you just have like a new wind. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta go for it. Um, deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I think they will, they will, you know what they'll do potentially they will do that thing that we talked about when we were saying you got to create when you're not inspired. If you have a deadline, you have to meet. Yeah. You will start doing it. Yeah. and Odds are you will probably get inspired
0: by doing most likely. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I'm so glad it's so sometimes it's hard to stay on topic and it's such a broad topic that um, I feel like we've done a good job. We've, we have circled back on a lot of things, but you're bringing it back to something that we really need to get in here before we go. Um, and that's finding ways to inspire yourself, even when you're not inspired. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I don't, maybe you can, if you have any points on that, uh, you can, you can start, but I definitely have some too. I just feel like I've been talking a lot.
1: Well, since we have, you know, since we are talking to a large audience of gear people, I think that we need to, and this was, this was actually a a big driver for me because I had all this stuff, and I'm not complaining about this. I'm criticizing myself. I was in this very fortunate position to have access to some of the best pedals, amps, guitars on the market. Like really, I, I I'm so spoiled. I got cool vintage guitars. I got cool boutique stuff. I am for basically, I said fourteen year old me would be so mad that I have all this stuff and I have a place to record. <laughs> I have a isolated studio I can work in and I'm not doing anything with it other than focus on gear for gear's sake. How about focus on music for music's sake? Well, I didn't know what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I'm like, well, I have, okay, yeah, I have this super rad Cooper effects outward. But what am I going like what am I going to do with it? Use the gear that you have. You've got all these rad pedals. There's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast you probably have a size. probably I have a lot of pedals. You probably <laughs> like pedals. Um and just focus on them. Like really think about it. It's when you get a new pedal, think don't just think about how rad is this new pedal. Think about what can I do with this pedal? Explore the range of the sound, and, and, find the things and you will and, I get insp- inspired from the gear now in ways that I didn't before. I was I was impressed by the gear from a builds a build perspective and a creative perspective yeah sure the, the I was like wow these builders are so cool and they are but you need to use these tools to make stuff with and that is what helped me was start diving into these things with the mindset that you're going to make something with it not that you're just going to woodly 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 yourself in the bedroom you know like for hours and end there's nothing wrong with doing that i've gotten ton of inspiration but what i started doing was recording myself doing that and then expanding on those ideas
0: that's a key that's a key thing there you know is um you know once if if you you have collected this massive petals you don't know what to do your next step i mean everything's got to be in steps you're not going to just like um become a a really good creative like overnight but you need to learn how to record yourself in some format some way right because and I, this has always been super important to me and i figured it out like immediately i was like i was like 14 writing you know songs on my guitar and i'm like um i had a little cheap you know tape recorder right um not even like one with inputs or whatever just like you know acoustically recording what i'm doing and i'm like this isn't working great like this doesn't sound this doesn't sound good and if if i don't if i don't record at all Everything that I make is just vapor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great and all to just like play and get lost in the music. And, but then like, what do you have to show for it? You can do both. You can do both. Right. You can do both. <laughs> you exactly. Can do both. So, and, and never more than now, is it so accessible to make decent and even high quality, you know, recording, you know, get you an iridium. You probably already have a, um, a guitar amp. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize you can use your tube amp with an iridium if you get like a load box, you know because a lot of people you know that try to record with IR cabs and stuff like that, and myself included they're a little sterile, you know yeah. well two
1: make some great stuff for doing that for running your amp into a IR, yes,
0: you know yes, um, but you can also get like an eighty dollars hundred dollars reactive load box as long as you know the the ohms match and you can use your own tube amp with the speaker defeated uh and run into an iridium but you can also just use an iridium you know like or or, or other you know gfi system cab zeus or two notes you know uh torpedo or whatever and get you like a focus right or a personas interface i mean yeah it's going to cost a little bit of money but i bet you guys all spend a bunch of money on your pedals
1: hey already check this out you want me to peel back the curtain a little bit probably too much
0: Ooh, ooh.
1: So, one of the songs on the Tom record is called Purple Skies. And we I actually just put out a video for it that uh, Pedalscopic Sounds did the animation for. It's really cool. Yeah. So,
0: that it's song. really cool.
1: You want to know what the recording process for that was?
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay.
1: I literally let's, let's it. took a, my guitar. It was, I was playing a resonator on that one. But I took my guitar. I put my phone on my desk. I recorded a little noodle. And then I was like, wait a minute, that might be kind of cool. So I went back and uh-huh. recorded the whole thing. I was like, well, that that's kind of a cool idea. And then I listened to it in headphones. And I was like. This actually, it wouldn't work Sounds for everything. Cool. It wouldn't work uh-huh, for everything. Definitely uh-huh. wouldn't work for like trying to do, you know, low notes like a lot of that album has a lot of rumble trying to capture the yeah. full frequency spectrum that yeah. wouldn't really work but for that particular song that's all it is i went i went into the daw i messed around with it uh panning wise and and uh, i doubled it and spaced it a little bit to give a little bit of a delay effect i put some modulation and reverb on it and i, I mean i played with it for quite a bit in the dot but all i did was record that with my phone and That is some people's (laughs) favorite song on the record. It's not not my personal favorite song. I think it's cool. It's not my favorite one I did, but some people absolutely love that song. And there is this movement
0: to, there's this movement to embrace, you know, lo-fi aesthetic and, and um, experimental qualities in recording that you can totally take advantage of. So you being the listener um, right now, like absolutely use whatever you have at your disposal, get creative, um, and then if you want to, you know, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, like, because you want to, like, go out onto the the big stage and, like, put your stuff out there, label it professional, and you want to get into a more, um, not that what you did is not professional, like, from an artistic standpoint, kind of al- almost anything goes, right? Like, if it sounds good, it sounds good, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day. Exactly. That is really, and it, it's all about context. It is all about context. Um, so... You know, just saying, though, I mean, figure figure out how to record. Right. That should be your priority number one. Right. Is is learn a little bit about recording. You're going to have to take the time to do it anyway. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's daunting. Maybe it's overwhelming. Maybe you just don't know what gear to get. You know, there's so many guides out there on YouTube, like the 10 things you need to know about recording. How hard is it? Go go watch that. They're all great. All these people that I want to issue a challenge right now. I want to <laughs> issue a
1: challenge to everybody because if you're listening to this, most likely you're listening on a smartphone. That's just reality. Uh, you're probably listening on a smartphone. Yeah. That means you have a microphone in your pocket. I want you to, if you have an acoustic guitar, just do this. You don't have to show anybody. Record something with your phone and your acoustic guitar. Or or your amp. Record your amp. Whatever. It's not going to be the best quality. But just record a little thing. Throw it in GarageBand or whatever free DAW that you can. Reaper. Whatever you want to use. And start fiddling around with it. Just start playing with it. Add some reverbs. Do some things with it. Chop it up. Like Just get used to working on it. Just get used to it. Mm -hmm. Just rip Mm -hmm. that Band-Aid off. Just do that. Just do that and start. And... I'm sure that won't be the thing that you want to put out to the world, but it'll at least help you get your mind right and get you used to working in your experience, yeah, Yeah. and get you used to doing things. Just do that. Just do it. It's that. It's just do that. That's my challenge. And come
0: back and 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 come back and show us. You know, like like that's. I want to start this discussion. Uh, Maybe I sound, you know, harsh or or abrasive some sometimes and probably throughout this. You know, interview uh, of, about just like just get off your butts and do you know? But um, I really just want to inspire you know you guys to to get creative more. I love seeing it. I love it when people um, find me on Instagram or, or or Reddit or whatever, and they they want to know how to do something or they want advice. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like um you know uh, I I maybe inspired them to start thinking about getting creative and that's making a way that's connecting with, with people. So, um, I, I would love to talk to any and all of you about songwriting. That's partly why I want to start this new series. I got to figure out exactly what format I'm going to do, but I've got lots of ideas, um, talking about songs, songwriting, and probably in, in an unorthodox manner. Uh, I mentioned Rick Beato yesterday. I'm not going to be talking like Rick Beato, but, um, yeah. Um, I think you're absolutely right, Blake. I do have to wrap this interview up um, and roll to work soon. Um, Alrighty. So I don't know if we have a closer.
1: I think that uh, challenge was a pretty good closer, you know? Yeah, that is. (laughs) I already asked you about pizza and all that on your last one. So I don't think it's been so long ago that that's probably changed. But I am coming to, uh, you might, you know, just as a sidebar, I'm coming to New Orleans in September. So there's that. Oh, I've you never, need to call me. I've never been there, but I'm very excited. So.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm an hour away, so. Uh,
1: <clears throat> all right, everybody, do that. Record something on your phone, start start playing around with it. Have fun with it. Most importantly, have fun with it because that is what it should be. It should be fun. It should be rewarding, and I think that's the main thing we want to get out from this or get out there in the world from this podcast is that if I can do it, you can do it too. You've listened to me a lot. You can tell I'm not that smart.
0: <laughs> so I think what, can, what Blake? What Blake means to say is, is if you can do anything, Blake can do it better, right? Right? Isn't that that's it? That's not. If I can do any- <laughs>
1: no, I'm not Mia Hamm from that commercial in whatever was, 1998 or whenever that was. Um, man, that was no, that was a throwback. Wow, I'm getting old. Nobody knows what I'm talking about there. Oh, I, oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, man.
0: Yeah, I know. Thank you for for having me on. And uh, thanks, everyone, for for listening.
1: Bye-bye, everybody. Actually, I'll get in trouble if I don't use my official sign-off. This is just such a different episode. I'm, like, kind of thrown off. (laughs) I didn't do my classic questions. Yeah. All right, let's do it officially. All right, everybody. For Cohen, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tone. Eh, Well, that was kind of weird. I cut myself off there. Oh, well. You know what I was saying. Good luck and good tones, like always, folks. I hope you enjoyed the extra episode this week, and if you need more, you know where to find it. Go to patreon.com slash tone mob, and for just five bucks a month, you can get some bonus blabbering in your ears, and hopefully you find that useful. There is a mountain of content over there just waiting for you, and it would help me out quite a bit. But if you can't, no worries. Just share this episode with somebody. That's honestly a huge, huge, huge thing. If you can spread this around and get more people to listen to it, that's what keeps it on the internet airwaves. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon, and I'll see you on the internet. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you,